Your industry is unique. It faces its own challenges and risks that set it apart. That means choosing just any insurance company just won't cut it. At The Hartford, we take pride in knowing the ins and outs of your industry and help provide solutions that suit how you do business, from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. At The Hartford, we don't just talk about specialization, we live it. Learn how The Hartford can help your business at thehartford.com. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Here's a riddle for you. How do you challenge a decision that hasn't actually been made? On this episode of Parts Per Billion, we talk about federal approval of gas pipelines and why some people say this approval process is now nightmarishly absurd. Hello and welcome once again to Parts Per Billion, the podcast from Bloomberg Environment. I'm your host, David Schultz. Typically, if someone calls you Kafka-esque, that's a bad thing, although as a writer myself and a big fan of Franz Kafka, I would take it as a compliment. But generally, Kafka-esque is not something you want to strive for. And that's especially the case if you're a government agency, which typically wasn't portrayed in a great light in Kafka's stories. But that is the tag that's been leveled at the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission, also known as FERC. And the person leveling that tag is one of the most senior federal judges in the United States. Bloomberg Environment's Ellen Gilmer has been reporting on a lawsuit that challenges the legality of the way FERC approves or doesn't approve of natural gas pipelines. And she joins us today to explain the whole situation. Ellen, thank you for for joining us. Before we get into the specific case, let's just sort of briefly discuss what FERC is, because I have to admit, I've covered the environment for a living and I still don't totally know what FERC does. Can you explain who they are? Sure. So FERC is an independent agency that's made up of five commissioners, and they're in charge of deciding approvals for natural gas pipelines that cross state lines, like uh, you said. And they're also in charge of uh, regulating electricity and a lot of other issues. So if they, if you want to build a natural gas pipeline that goes from, let's say, Pennsylvania to New York, uh, you have to get the thumbs up from FERC before you do that. That's right. And, you know, a lot of these pipeline approvals, maybe most, uh, get challenged by, let's say, environmental groups who say FERC didn't consider the ecological impacts of the project or by landowners who are just concerned about construction in their backyard. I get the sense that uh, FERC has a unique process for responding to these challenges. Can you explain how they go about it when someone says you shouldn't have approved that pipeline? Sure. So when you want to challenge a government action, usually you go to court to sure. file a lawsuit and, and fight your fight your battle in court. Um, but for a lot of agencies, there's some process you have to go through at the agency before you can get to court. And Makes in, sense. Yeah. And in FERC, that's, uh, you file a petition for rehearing with the agency. Okay. So you're asking the agency, why don't you rethink this decision you just made approving this pipeline? And the, the reason for that, I guess, is that, you know, maybe this can be resolved before it goes to court and it can save the the legal judicial system a lot of money and time by not having to hear every single challenge. Sure. And maybe FERC wants to tweak a decision uh, to accommodate some concerns that it hadn't considered previously. Um, 
So under the Natural Gas Act, that's the law that governs how FERC approves and, and regulates natural gas pipelines. Under the Natural Gas Act, FERC has 30 days to act on these rehearing petitions. So 30 days, one month. 30 days. But what FERC does is, you know, 30 days is not a lot of time sure. to make a decision like that. FERC says, hey, we need more time on this. It issues something that's called a tolling order. Tolling order. That's if uh, listener, I would remember that phrase because that is the key to this uh, dispute here. What exactly is a tolling order? So a tolling order, the word tolling in the legal sense just means extending a deadline. Yeah. So when I think of tolling, I think of driving on the freeway. But this is it sounds like a, a different meaning of the word. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, FERC issues a tolling order that says we're going to extend that 30 day deadline. We need more time. So we're just going to prolong it really indefinitely until we reach a decision on whether we should change our prior approval. And when you say indefinitely, like what, what do you mean? Like, you know, an extra 30 days, an extra 60 days? How long are we talking? So it's it's undefined. Uh, they don't say we're we need an extra 30 days. They just say we need more time, period. And it's just kind of an open process then. And anybody who's challenging a FERC decision just sort of waits around for a matter of you know, months usually, um, sometimes longer, to get a final decision from the agency. So let, let's yeah, let's sort of lay out the stakes for what that means. Essentially, FERC says to a company who wants to build a gas pipeline, "Go ahead, sounds good." Uh, an environmental group, or maybe just a you know, landowner is like, "Well, I don't think that's the right move. I want to challenge that." Uh, so they file a complaint, and then FERC says, "Okay, we're going to respond to your complaint in." Uh, maybe never. <laughs> yeah, eventually. Uh, eventually we'll respond to it. And it, during that time, this is where it gets to be really complicated. During that time, the landowners, the environmental groups, whoever wants to challenge FERC, they can't go to court because they haven't resolved the administrative process that they're required to go through, usually, before they go to court. They can't go to court, and then they also can't, you know, and the construction on the pipeline that they're challenging is ongoing. Like, that's 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 still happening. Yeah. A lot of times the, the uh, pipeline construction starts and, and uh, is in progress, like you said, while uh, FERC is sitting on a decision. And so these landowners, environmental groups can't get to court. And this pipeline is every day. There, there's a little more work in somebody's you know yard across some uh, contested natural area and whatever, whatever the case may be. And for those groups or individuals who are challenging the pipeline, they feel like they have no recourse. Okay, so we're going to take a quick break now, uh, but when we come back, we're going to talk about the lawsuit uh, that is challenging this practice and the uh, unusual twists and turns that have uh, transpired, but stay tuned. Your industry is unique. It faces its own challenges and risks that set it apart. That means choosing just any insurance company just won't cut it. You need a company with extensive experience in specialized insurance. At The Hartford, we take pride in knowing the ins and outs of your industry and helping provide coverage that suits your needs. The Hartford offers insurance solutions that help mid to large sized businesses like yours effectively manage risk from liability and property insurance to workers comp and more. With extensive experience in underwriting, risk engineering services, and claims, The Hartford goes beyond the expected to deliver innovative, customizable solutions and service that your industry, that your business, demands. At The Hartford, we don't just talk about specialization, 
we live it. Learn how The Hartford can help your business at thehartford.com. Okay, we're back and we're talking with Bloomberg Environment's Ellen Gilmer about the gas pipeline approval process. So, Ellen, what is FERC's side of the story here? Because, you know, there's always sort of at least two sides to, to these legal disputes. Why are they arguing that this sort of tolling practice, uh, this, I guess, delay practice is okay? Well, two big reasons. One, 30 days is not a lot of time. That's true. To make a really complicated decision, um, taking into account all these factors about need for natural gas, impacts on endangered species, impacts you know on land, landowner property rights, and all of that. Taking that all into account at once, and FERC has you know needs to take some time to think about all of that. There are FERC you know analysts and lawyers who are all working on those rehearing petitions and, and going through them, and they just need more than thirty days. So that's the first reason. Mm-hmm. The second reason is the D.C. Circuit has allowed FERC to do it. The D.C. Circuit, the court in Washington, D.C., has in the past repeatedly rejected uh, challenges to tolling orders. And the court has explicitly approved them um, previously as lawful. I'm really glad you brought that up because that leads us to sort of the next uh, uh, stage of this, this dispute, which is that, you know, there's another challenge to this process going through the court system right now in the D.C. Circuit, which... For those of you who don't know, it's uh, people call it the second highest court in the land underneath the, the Supreme Court. It's one of the, the federal appeals courts that it, that is arguably the most important in the country. And uh, certainly in the environmental context, because yeah. they're handling a lot of pipeline cases, Clean Air Act cases and things like that. Yeah. So in August, uh, FERC won uh, a ruling, but there was a dissent in the case from Judge Patricia Millett, who was appointed by President Obama, where she called uh, this tolling practice Kafkaesque, which is a pretty memorable line. Um, and then something really strange happened, or very, not strange, but I guess very unusual. Can you get into that? Yeah. So the first thing that happened was pretty routine. Uh, parties get a, a, an unfavorable decision in court. They ask the court to reconsider it. That's yeah. almost like a knee-jerk reaction. You get a bad decision. You file a petition for rehearing. And just, just to clarify, so this is what, you know, it, when you lose at the appeals court level, you, you can you then go to the Supreme Court. But before you do that, then you ask the whole court to hear the case, not just the three judges who heard the case. Right. So you, your first decision from an appeals court is from a three-judge panel. Yeah. If you have a problem with it, you can ask the panel to reconsider it, or you can ask the entire court to reconsider it. And right. that's called en banc review. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the parties in this case, the landowners involved in this case, that's a set of Pennsylvania landowners who live along the path of the Atlantic Sunrise Pipeline, mm-hmm. which is a natural gas pipeline. The landowners who lived along that, they filed a petition asking the D.C. Circuit to rethink its which decision. Everyone does and everyone always loses. So let's say maybe once a year, the D.C. Circuit sure. grants rehearing okay. en banc in a case. So it's, you know, it's not unheard of, but uh, the court is hearing dozens and dozens of cases every year. So it's rare. So these landowners filed their petition. And just last week, the D.C. Circuit did that unusual thing of granting the petition for rehearing on banc. That, so that was very surprising probably to a lot of people. What do you think this means for the future of this case? You know, does this mean that the the earlier decision is going to be reversed and that the landowners are, are have a better chance? Like, I don't know really know what this means to, for predictions. So it doesn't mean a lot for the landowners involved in this case. 
They're excited to have another chance to make their appeal, but the pipeline is already built. So uh, it's probably not going to be made to to be torn up. Um, however, it's a really big deal for how you know future landowners, environmental groups, et cetera, challenge other pipelines. So the D.C. Circuit said last week when it said we're going to rehear this case on Bonk, they said we're specifically interested in this tolling order issue. Uh-huh. And this seems like something that we need to take a closer look at. So I guess for the individual, uh, you know, plaintiffs in this case, there's not a lot that can be done because of all these delays. The pipeline is in place and their land is already affected. But this this could have major, major impacts on the future of this this practice, it sounds like. Right. It could force FERC to make quicker decisions. It could allow groups, landowners to get in court faster and it could really, you know, uh, present legitimate legal challenges to pipelines before companies are able to build them, which hasn't always been the case before. All right. That was Bloomberg Environment's Ellen Gilmer talking about a lawsuit against the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission. If you want to see more of her reporting on the litigation working its way through the judicial system, visit our website at news.bloombergenvironment.com. That's news.bloombergenvironment.com. And if you want to chat with us on social media, use the hashtag parts per B. That hashtag, once again, is Parts per B. Today's episode of Parts per Billion was produced by myself along with Marissa Horn, Jessica Coombs, and RJ Jewell. The music for this episode is A Message by Jazar. It was used under a Creative Commons license. And thank you for listening. Hey, I'm Adam Allington. I'm the host of a new show from Bloomberg Environment called The Business of Bees. Here's what you need to know about it. We travel around the country talking to people at every corner of the honeybee ecosystem. This is the largest managed pollination event on Earth. In fact, commercial beekeeping is more important to farming than ever before. But bees are also under threat from pesticides and invasive pests and mysterious diseases. It's sort of like Christmas when you go to the hive in December and you open the lid. You just hope somebody's home. If you're interested in bees too, I think you might like the show. Look for us wherever you get your podcasts. Your industry is unique. It faces its own challenges and risks that set it apart. That means choosing just any insurance company just won't cut it. At The Hartford, we take pride in knowing the ins and outs of your industry and help provide solutions that suit how you do business, from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. At The Hartford, we don't just talk about specialization, we live it. Learn how The Hartford can help your business at thehartford.com. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.